This is Eli Gold, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Tri-Star Sports Live presented by Parks Motor Sales. Happy Friday. Yes, we made it. Oh, boy. Made it to the Friday indeed. So glad to be with you. JP played alongside Wesley Duncan as uh, we are proud to be here on this Friday evening. A lot to get into, of course. Uh, the news yesterday, we talked about it. Uh, Danny White, who is the new athletics director for the University of Tennessee. Plenty of more conversation regarding that topic for sure. And we are one day closer to the NFL Conference Championships. The uh, Buccaneers and the Packers uh, and the Bills and the Chiefs. We will dive in to those as well. As I bring in uh, my buddy Wes Duncan. Wes, happy Friday to you. How you doing, buddy? Hey, great, JP. How about yourself? Oh, I'm uh, living the dream, my friend, and uh, glad to be here with you. And it's, uh, I tell you, 2021 is off to a, uh, uh, I don't know, crazy start, maybe? <laughs> it's Abs- been something already, absolutely. huh? Absolutely. I mean, it's, here we are, it's almost the end of January. I mean, it's it's crazy. Um, you know, hoping this thing where we can get back together and, you know, talk in person. This is but thank goodness for technology so that we can still bring our listeners a great show. Absolutely, and uh, a lot to get into. Um, you know, uh, of course, uh, talking about the NFL, the news today, Patrick Mahomes did finally pass the uh, concussion protocol. I know you've got some thoughts about that, the timing of it, how quickly it may have happened. Uh, maybe calls into question a little bit, perhaps. I'll let you talk about that coming up in just a little bit. That is certainly one of the pieces of the puzzle uh, to the conference championship games. Again, uh, Tampa Bay at Green Bay. That is the first one on Sunday afternoon on Fox from Lambeau Field in Green Bay. 205 Central, the kickoff. And uh, how about this? Uh, game time, temperature, the forecast, 32 degrees and, and a little snow. How about that, Wes? I'm glad. You know, of course, when you get paid millions of dollars, you can, you know, um, play out in the elements or whatever. But, I, hey, not me. I hate (laughs) cold weather. You you never wanted to play in snow? Well, I did uh, a couple times. But uh, cold is cold. I don't care. It is cold. And especially in football. You know, of course, but the way that they protect the players now, it's a little bit different. You got to worry about, you know, as a quarterback, you know, getting hit too much. But, you know, when that finger or that, you know, that hand hits a helmet, when it's, you know, that cold, whew. Uh, but it should be interesting. You know, we'll see how Tom Brady does. You know, the last time he played in the snow was the tuck rule, and they come out victorious in that. If he, If Tom Brady wins this game, I think hands down, there shouldn't be another question about if he's the greatest of all time. 
you don't what think he's, you don't think he's already year. there? Do what? You don't think he's already there, or this just sets him so far ahead of everyone else? No, I think he's there. But I'm saying this right here, for what he's been able to do, you know, I mean, let's face it, everybody was questioning him leaving the Patriots and could he survive and, you know, him starting out the year and, you know, that first game against the Saints where he threw three picks and everybody was like, oh, he's washed up. He should have just done. And then to look what he's done throughout the season as they've matured and, and became more familiar with each other. I mean, he's got this thing rolling. And, you know, if they if they ever find a good back to catch out of the backfield, whoo. They yeah, that, could give Kansas City a run. That was going to be where I wanted to go next because uh, that is the one, I think, weak weakness maybe to this Tampa Bay offense. Uh, they've got two good, uh, fairly good backs. They just, they're not performing. Uh, you know, they've mm-hmm. got, uh, of course, uh, the uh, rookie out of Vanderbilt, Keyshawn Vaughn, who's had some fumble issues and therefore has uh, completely reduced his playing time. And then, of course, um, the guy at LSU that was in Jacksonville, um, and for some reason his name has completely slipped me. I know you know it. Uh, and uh, he's still trying to come back and to be the guy that he was in college. Not there yet, but, you know, if that's been, uh, I think, the, the lacking part for them, and you would think to go into Green Bay, you're going to have to have a strong running game, right? Uh, 100%, you know, um, that's the key because I think their offensive line has been built, JP, to to pretty much just be, you know, pass rush, you know, to, to defend a pass rush. If you look at them, they're not a real good run-blocking team. Um, but, yes, I think at this stage you've got to have a good run game, which complements and helps out your passing game for sure. Hey, leave it to our buddies uh... – Oh, uh, Mo Patton, Leonard Fournette just sent the text. That's who it is. Leonard Fournette from LSU. Yeah. I appreciate that, Mo. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's Leonard Fournette, <laughs> and then you got the other guy. Keyshawn Vaughn, yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, Leonard, you would think that he would be just an absolute stud. Um, and as it gets closer down toward the goal line, he's the big back that they put in. Um, but they need to be able to run the ball out in the middle of the field to be effective, to take some of the pressure off of Brady, for sure. Here's the thing. Green Bay, a three-and-a-half-point favorite, and Aaron Rodgers, I think the clear MVP, at least in my opinion, uh, is just playing uh, incredible. And, uh, you know, so I I just think there's too much, too much Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and they've got a running game now. Um, being at home, I, I just I really like the Packers here, Wes. I, I'm, you know, our good friend Mike Epley. I talked to him earlier, and JP, I like where your head's at because the way Green Bay is just rolling right now, um, it's just hard to bet against them. I know all my my buddies and my friends out there are going to say, you know, you've been rolling with Brady, and how can you go against him? Go back. What'd you say the game time temp was, JP? Uh, it's it's a, about freezing, thirty two, um, somewhere in that in that ballpark, yeah. and chance of snow. And 
And I know some people are going to combat me and say, well, you know, he's played in Coder in New England and all this. But, yes, but he's also been in Tampa Bay all year, too, where it's been warm. It's been good on his joints and all that. He's 43. It's below freezing. It's cold. Uh, and these Tampa Bay boys aren't used to playing in that kind of weather. Yeah. So I'm going with Green Bay as well, JP. There you go. Um while while we're here, the Bills and the Chiefs, of course, uh, Patrick Mahomes um, and and has been cleared in the concussion protocol. It looked awful on Sunday. Uh, it turns out that it was not as bad that um, there was you know it, it wasn't as bad as it looked because he was dazed and confused uh, to take you know the line of the title of a great movie back in the nineties, but you know. I'm glad he's back. You have some questions about the timing and the legitimacy, perhaps. Now, again, we don't know the ins and outs, but uh, the timing with you being a coach, you know how these protocols work. It uh, it raises a little flag to you. Is that is that accurate? Absolutely. And, you know, for everything and all the studies that we've had to do and under the concussion protocols and all that, um, but after doing a lot of the, you know, listen to the story and all this, some of the doctors are even saying that they they didn't even think it was a concussion. They thought it was something by the way he got tackled. It aggravated a nerve in his neck that runs down the spine. And I said, well, I can understand that to an extent. But when you have all the symptoms and signs of a concussion, um, you know, it's a concussion. I hate to say, I mean, better to be safe on the safe side. I mean, because you got to think about this. Um, this is an investment. He's an investment for the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, my goodness, look how much they paid him in the offseason. So, uh, you know, I hope their medical professionals are right because, you know, you hear Brett Favre coming out and talking to him and saying, hey, man, uh, if you are in the slightest of concussions, for your own sake and your own longevity and health, set it out because, you know, when you're dealing with all this concussion stuff, it's scary because you've got, you got former players that'll tell you the, uh, the health in the long run. I mean, some of these guys, you know, they put their, ne- you know, their, their bodies on the line and, and they can't even hardly remember their names now. And, and, I thought that was great advice from from a former NFL MVP to another saying, hey, man, I'm 50 years old, and every day I wake up and I still know who I am. It's a blessing. So, I mean, that's scary when somebody says it like that. Yeah, it's it, – you know, it, you got to be careful, obviously, with, with this stuff. And um, it, it, it is such a scary thing because of uh, what you just talked about, of what we've seen. Uh, and, and players, after they retire – uh, the issues that they have. So, you know, while it hasn't been at the forefront uh, in the last year, maybe, as it has in the past, I don't think it's gone away. Um, you know, there, no. there, are some, there are a few rules that are there. I mean, they're they're slowly trying to, to do something about it. But, I mean, you know, I didn't play football, but my outsider take is that ultimately um, you've got to teach them young, 
how to how to tackle properly i guess i mean i i don't, I don't know any other way Absolutely. because you know penalties and fines i i just don't think that that's going to do ultimately change the way you play a lot of it's so instinctive but those instincts can be um kind of matured in a proper direction at a young age right well, and, and let's face it, a lot of people think that football is a barbaric sport anyways. But, I mean, you know, when you're programmed to see ball, get ball, hit ball, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, and like you said, it's somebody moving at that fastest pace. The last thing that they really think about is, oh, am I tackling properly? They're just, you know, they're taught to, hey, tackle, get the guy down on the ground. Uh, but it all, you're right. It starts at the elementary level and I'm talking below pop Warner, the elementary on, you know, I, I think coaches, you know, you gotta be able to face up eyes up, you know, all those kinds of things because I mean, it is, it's, you know, you hit, you hit with the crown of your helmet. That's why we have the targeting rule and all that you hit with the crown of your helmet or, you know, you head down, you, you could, you could paralyze yourself. Worst case scenario, you could kill you. You could kill yourself too. But the concussions, and I'll tell you, I you know I played football all my life, all the way up until I was twenty three. Uh, you know, there were plenty of times I'm pretty sure that I played through a concussion and shouldn't have. Uh, you know, we just back then we just called it getting your bell rung. Yeah. Uh, you know, and there were plenty of times where I saw stars. You know, was able to shake it off and. If I were to play in today, today's uh, game, I probably would have been pulled out a bunch um, because, you know, it's just a different generation. Um, and I have a lot of injuries to do that. But, you know, I was alarmed by this. He was he, – he did look like he was concussed. He eventually ran off the field. But with the NFL and all the lawsuits and everything that they went through, it kind of is alarming to go, okay, we better get our best medical doctors on this situation um, because if we don't, it looks like we're giving him a pass because he is the face of the NFL right now, and it looks like that we care more about money than we do the health of our players. That's just my take on it. Yeah. Um, to the game itself, uh, Kansas City, a three-point favorite. Uh, that's been there the last 24 to 36 hours. Uh, game time temperature forecasted uh, in the mid-40s and a chance of showers. So uh, cold, not quite as cold as Green Bay, but cold and uh, a little wet as well. So the weather could play a part in this one. 540 Central scheduled kickoff on CBS. Uh, how do you see this one playing out? Oh, it, it, now that Mahomes is playing, uh, I mean, Buffalo, you've had a great year. Uh, I still with if Mahomes wasn't playing, I'd say it's a different story. I'd give Buffalo a little bit better chance, but I don't see anybody stopping their offense, JP. There's just so many weapons. And they play just enough good defense to to hold other teams out. And you give that offense just a, a smidge of a chance to get ahead and they're going to, they're going to report to you. There you go. Um, so, uh, yeah, I got the Packers chiefs. Uh, sounds like you do as well. Um, home team, I think going to take it. Is that, am I, am I recollecting? 
what you said earlier? Yeah. I apologize. I'm multitasking I, here. <laughs> no, no, no. That's good. I, I agree with you. I concur. I concur. Oh, captain, my captain. Um, but I will say this. I'm rooting for Tom Brady. I really am because of the fact that what a great sports story that would be if we had a 43-year-old who'd won all these Super Bowls, swap teams, basically start over and rebuild this franchise back to what it was. What a great story that would be. Yeah, yeah it would be. Yeah, no question. Uh, we'll certainly be watching on Sunday again, two Oh five on Fox, the Buccaneers and the Packers, and then around five forty, the bills and the chiefs on CBS, uh, coming up later in the show, we'll talk a, a little bit more about, uh, Danny White, uh, the new AD at university of Tennessee, impressive hire. Uh, we talked a bit about it last night, uh, and we can kind of, uh, project forward maybe a little bit more. Uh, and a timetable perhaps on a, on a new coach on Rocky Top. But coming up next, I'm going to bring in uh, the gentleman who broke the story earlier today, smtnsports.com, about um, uh, possibly one of the greatest football players to come out of uh, Columbia Central. He is going to be coaching Getting the high school coaching ranks and going to be in Murray County at Mount Pleasant. We'll talk to Maurice Patton, who wrote the story earlier today. Stay with us. That's coming up next. Uh, this is TSL, and it is presented by Parks Motor Sales. Back TSL presented by Parks Motor Sales on this Friday evening. JP Plant here with you. Wes will be joining us in our final segment. Talk a little Tennessee, but right now I want to try to bring in buddy Mo Patton, who broke the story today about uh, Tredarius Golf, who will be joining the Mount Pleasant uh, football coaching staff. Uh, first of all, let me see if I can get Mo. Are you uh, are you in? Can you hear me? Mo, stand by. We'll see if um, see if I can uh, get you in here in just a moment. Uh, in the meantime, Wes, um, before we we get uh, as, as I'll try to work on Mo here uh, to get him in uh, to talk about uh, this story. Uh, give me some of your recollections. I know you were close to Tredarius Golf. Uh, just how special of a football player he was for Columbia Central, um, and I know that state championship run. He he was extremely special. Well, first of all, I think before you even get into the football stuff, uh, for me to actually, you know, I could talk about him for years, but you got to talk about what kind of young man. He is. Uh, his character is outstanding. Uh, I first met Trey D when he was in the going to be in the sixth grade at Whitthorn. His grandmother had warned me. She told me. She said, "My grandbaby is going to be a stud." And of course, you know, you hear that all the time. And I was like, "Yeah, right. Uh, we'll see. You know, we'll see." But he'd come out to practice, and this this dude looked like a miniature Mike Tyson. 
Uh, and he come out there, JP, and practice in the first day, and he lit the biggest eighth grader up. And I, I went back into school the next day, and I said, uh, she was a secretary at Whitthorn at the time, and I, his grandmother, and I said, ma'am, you are correct. Your son is going, your grandson is going to be a stud. And um, it, to see him develop over the years was something that most coaches don't get to see in, in, in a lifetime. Um, and the fact that he was just dominant at everything that he did, and it came so natural. Uh, he was a natural-born leader. He didn't have to say much. He worked, outworked, and when he hit you, oh, my goodness, it was like a Mack truck hitting somebody. <laughs> um, not only offensive, I mean, you know, defensively, but when he ran the football, uh, it, it looked like, you know, I don't even know who to compare him to. I mean, he was just – he was like a bulldozer and he dished out more punishment than he took. I mean, you can look at his stats. I mean, he had 38 touchdowns his senior year. Um, I mean, it, it, we will be hard pressed to say that we will ever see a football player uh, to the caliber of Tredarius golf ever come through Murray County in a long, you know, in the coming years. I mean, and I'm so excited for him that he's been, been able to, you know, um, uh, you know, it's in his blood. Let me just say yep. that. it's in his blood. He, he's been, he's started his own business where he was training, um, training individuals and teams and stuff like that. And he had that itch and he wanted, and he and I have talked a bunch and he wanted to get back in the game. And, um, you know, he has so much to, to give back. Uh, to the game, his knowledge. A lot of people, you know, they just stop. They just stop and say, well, Columbia. Well, they don't realize, you know, because when you go off to college, you sometimes these people can forget about what these kids do. Trey Tredarius was an All-American at Tennessee Tech. Uh, you know, he was an absolute stud. And those kind of kids don't come along that often. Um, so... Yeah, I, like I said, I could talk for uh, <laughs> years on about this young man, but he was fun to be around. Uh, and when the lights came on in practice as well, he was a hardworking individual. He never once complained, JP. That's the one thing that sticks out in my mind. As hard as it was, he never complained. He just did the work, got it done. And people, he was like a magnet. You know, people were drawn to him and they wanted to play for him because yeah. he was that caliber of a person. Yeah, certainly a special player. And, um, you know, any team is lucky to have him. As uh, I think I'm going to be able to get uh, Maurice Patton, smtnsports.com. Uh, and, uh, Maurice, uh, you got me? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I think we can got you a little bit here. And, um, you broke this story today on sm-tnsports.com. How big of a deal is this for any high school football team to get a guy like Tredarius Goff? Well, the thing is, JP, I think it's a bigger deal for Mount Pleasant than it would be for a lot of high schools, just to be honest, just because of where it is. Um, this guy is a legend in Columbia. He's a legend in Murray County. Uh, he's one of three players to have his number retired at Columbia Central. He's a four-year starter there. He was a three-year starter at Tennessee Tech. Um, 
and that resonates still. I mean, it's only been 10 years since he helped that Columbia Central team to a state championship. So that everything that he's done as a player still resonates in that community, and I think that's what makes it such a big deal for Mount Pleasant in particular. Um, it kind of builds on the comments that Ryan Jackson made last week when they announced um, Kit Hartsfield as the head coach. It, you know, that, that drawing of a line in the sand, um, that, <laughs> that championship mindset that um, he continues to refer to, this is a guy who has won championships, or a championship, coming along with Kid Hartsfield, who has won a state championship at the high school level, has worked with programs of that caliber. And so you're talking about people who know what it takes to achieve that and have the ability to speak to their kids on that level. And again, Tredarius Golf is a name that resonates in that community, carries a lot of weight and People know what he's done, and so for them to be able to bring him on board with that program kind of makes a statement that, you know, we're not just talking smack. We're not just going to talk about it. We're going to be about it. And I think now the challenge for Kit Hartsfield and the administration out there is to continue to bring people of that caliber on board to help lead this program. You know, Mo, you mentioned in your in your story that uh, in talking with uh, Tredarius that this is something he's been wanting to do for for some time now. You know, he's uh, I believe twenty seven and uh, I believe has uh, a, you know a, a private business that that deals with the type of fitness things uh, that he knows so well, and this is a good fit. But you know, coaching is something that uh, he's kind of been looking for, right? Yeah, that, that's what he said. You know, he, he's 27 years old, like you said, and graduated from Tech with a um, degree in exercise science and physical wellness. Um, says he's wanted to get into coaching, and um, Hartsfield reached out to him, he said. They talked for about 30 minutes, and they really liked what each other had to say, and it just kind of went from there. And so this is his entry point into the high school coaching world. As you said, he's done some personal training. He's worked with um, with Shaq Mason. He's worked with another Columbia resident, DeMontre Wade, who um, spent some time with the Kansas City Chiefs on their practice squad and that kind of thing. He's worked with some high school kids in the community. He's worked with some younger kids in that. And so he's been working on a personal level with some folks and now he's going to have the opportunity to impact a greater number of folks while, you know, doing what he loves, which is helping coach football and, and connecting with, with kids. Mo, how big of a statement is it that uh, his first foray into coaching is at Mount Pleasant, a place, uh, you know, just down the road from where he went to school. This is a, you mentioned this is probably bigger for Mount Pleasant, but the, I, I don't think we can understate this. Am I wrong about this, Mo? I think this is huge for Mount Pleasant. Again, um, um, this is a recognizable name. I mean, if he had gotten a job in Williamson County, if he had gotten a job in Rutherford County, it may not necessarily carry the same weight because 
that's not home. This is home. Murray County is home. People know him here. And I just think that him joining that staff, joining that program, brings a level of credibility within this community, even as an assistant coach. In talking with him, Mo, did you get a sense of what his uh, ultimate goal? I mean, I guess he wants to be a head coach someday, uh, like every coach that gets into it. But did you gather that in your conversation? You know, we didn't really go that far. I think he's just wanting to get into it, wanting to get an opportunity and see where it goes. I, I don't know that he necessarily – I think like you, I think you're right. I think anybody that gets into coaching wants to be a head coach, but I don't know that he's looking that far down the line at this point. I think he's just happy to finally have an opportunity to get into a program and to work with someone, you know, with the experience that Kid Hartsfield has, who has done what he's done in a short period of time. I mean, he was a, um, he was an assistant for three years at Blackman before he took the head coaching position there. Before that, he was over at Oakland in that system as either a middle school coach or a uh, defensive assistant. And so, you know, the opportunity for Tredarius to learn the the industry under a guy like a kid Hartsfield could be invaluable to him if that's what he decides he wants to do. But right now, I think he just wants to get into it on as close to a full-time basis as possible and just see, you know, where it goes. Yeah, you know, everybody's got to start somewhere. Um, and you're talking about Coach Kit Hartsfield, and it's it's been a heck of a week uh, for him and that football program down at Mount Pleasant. Uh, uh, the last line in your story at sm-tnsports.com is a quote from Hartsfield, quote, I'm still waiting for a couple of chips to fall, and then it will all fall into place pretty quickly. Uh, so it, it appears he's not done with uh, perhaps some big names and uh, making a couple more splashes. He's he's uh, doing a big cannonball into that pool of coaching, huh? <laughs> oh, absolutely, and I think that's what I think that's what Mount Pleasant expected. That's what they had hoped for when they brought him on board. That he was going to be able to bring some people in with some name recognition. That you know, just demonstrate. You know, we're. We're here and and we're ready to, you know, chase excellence again. As Ryan Jackson said um, when we talked to him a week ago Thursday, you know, um, Mount Pleasant has had some good teams. Ryan Jackson says he wants a great program, and you do that by bringing in great people to lead your kids. And so that's that's kind of the direction that they seem to be trying to go in right now. All right, uh, Mo Patton at the forefront of this story has been and will continue to be uh, along with all the other uh, high school sports stories. He and Chris Yao, sm-tnsports.com. Don't forget to check them out daily right here on WKOM 9 to 11 with Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Mo, we appreciate it. Uh, by the way, are you uh, uh, you're going to Manchester or are you already there, I guess? you got a big basketball game tonight, right? I am going to Manchester. I'm about... Probably about 10, mile, 10 minutes away, which is good since the game is about 15 minutes away. So, yeah. 
There you go. Well, we in, in, we're headed that way. There you go. Should be a couple of really good games. Columbia at uh, Manchester tonight, and uh, full coverage again on the website sm-tnsports.com. Mo, we appreciate it, buddy. All right, uh, there you go. Uh, Mo Patton there on um, you know this story. Again, go to sm-tnsports.com. You can read the full write-up about uh, Tredarius Goff and um, him uh, joining the Mount Pleasant coaching staff. Um, uh, you know, we, we heard uh, from Wes, you know, all the – just what a, a great a great asset uh, Goff is is and um adding to that uh, our uh, our station manager and former position coach uh, mr clayton harris wanted me to pass uh this thoughts on that uh, quote i'm very happy for Tredarius. i love him and i know he will do a fantastic job on the other hand i'm disappointed he couldn't land a position at columbia central this would be like peyton manning taking a job at utc because utk couldn't find a way uh, to make it happen and it's disappointing, but uh, just getting started. So um, it's um, it'll be fun to watch uh, how he progresses, and uh, we'll certainly be at the forefront of that. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Wes will join me again, and we'll talk. Uh, speaking of UTK, uh, we'll talk about their new athletic director. So stay tuned. You're listening to TSL presented by Parks Motor Sales. Back after this. We're back. Uh, TSL presented by Parks Motor Sales. JP and Wes hanging out with you. Happy Friday. Final segment of the show. we got about eight minutes left before we uh, get you off to high school basketball. Our buddy Mike Epley will have the call for Spring Hill at Summit. Summit, the Spartans tonight hosting Spring Hill. Uh, so that's uh, coming up in just a little bit. And don't forget on WKRM, our sister station also, at about that same time. Uh, we'll have Columbia Central Basketball as they are at Coffee County. 8 AAA matchup tonight as uh, Wes comes back in. And um, uh, Wes, uh, looking at um, uh, you know Danny White uh, for UT as we transition to that uh, here in the final couple of minutes, what a huge hire. You know, we talked a little bit about it last night, but um, I, the more time that we've had to, to think about this, you know, I think the grade. You know, we we gave you know Dondi Plowman and Randy Boyd, and uh, we gave them an A. Uh, as time has gone by, I, I think I upped that to an A plus. What do you think, Wes? I lost you there for a minute, JP. But can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. All right. So, what was you? What was your point? I'm sorry. I, that's all right. I was just saying that. Um, you know, we talked about uh, talked about it last night. <clears throat> about what a good job that uh, Dondi Plowman, uh, the chancellor at UT, and uh, Randy Boyd in getting Danny White. And, you know, I think we kind of collectively gave them an A for for this first test. Uh, As time has gone by today and hearing some other people talk about it, uh, I I might have to bump that up to an A+. This was a huge hire, a huge get. Oh, it's huge. It's a very big hire. And, What's going to transpire over the weekend will even be even bigger, JP. Um, 
I don't think it takes this guy long at all to get his guy. Um, and I think Tennessee fans will, you know, they're already in shock a little bit about, you know, right out of the gate getting Danny White and his hire, like we said last night, his resume and his hiring history. So they're looking for big things coming up. And he better bring something big to the table with, like we announced last night, him making $1.8 million. So he better bring in somebody big. Well, and, you know, by getting somebody the caliber of him, obviously the money you talked about, there's no shortage there. Um, and they're going to have to overpay a little bit for somebody to come in with the potential regulations. However, um, the way that they handled all of this with the internal investigation, the quick self-reporting, bringing the NCAA in on the front end, um, and terminating those that they found involved in this uh, basically immediately uh, all signal a less harsh, a less harsher sentence than probably they otherwise would have uh, would have had. Oh, for sure. I mean, you know, uh, hey, the best thing is, you know, uh, we were raised honesty is the best policy, right? Yep. Well. When you're caught, you're caught. And the worst thing you could do is sit there and say, no, we didn't do nothing to see here. Go on. <laughs> we didn't do anything. Um, you know, uh, but by Tennessee coming out and, you know, giving Pruitt the boot. And also, as stories keep coming out about the way they were doing stuff, I mean, they had to make that move. They had to cut ties in order to have a little bit of decency about themselves. And like you said, it's lessened the blow a little bit. Um, I mean, whoever the coach is going to be and whoever uh, Danny White brings in, they're coming into – they're going to understand they're coming into a fire right now because there are sanctions coming down. I mean, it's not going to be like, oh – well, they, they fired the coach, so we're not going to hand you down a punishment. No, that's not the way the NCAA works. Yeah. Um, they'll yeah. probably lose some scholarships. They'll maybe a bowl. Uh, you know, who knows? We'll see. Yeah, they'll get something uh, for sure. Um, all right, uh, real quickly, uh, before I run through the schedule of high school, uh, you, you got early thoughts, maybe a couple of guys that uh, you think might uh, he might be able to pull in? Well, I've, I've been hearing a name. You know, obviously from some loyal Tennessee fans. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if he did make this call. Um, you know, they're they're wanting him to make Lane Kiffin tell him no. You know, uh, there has been cries that maybe he might reach out to him first. Uh, it's a splash hire. The second one that I'm hearing a lot of, believe it or not, I mean, think about the resume you and I talked about. A good friend of ours said, hey, Kendall Browse. You know, our Browse's son, he's, if you go back and look, you know, a good friend of ours was talking about it to me earlier, said, that's a splash hire. I mean, he's, look what he's done with Arkansas's offense this year, JP. Yeah. Uh, and he's been, he's been in that, and he's been with Kiffin at Bama. He's been, you know, at Baylor. Um, he, he's a hot and up and coming OC. He's 38 years old. Uh, he, you know, he's maybe fit the bill of being there for a while. Uh, it's a big job. He's in the SEC. Uh, Billy Napier's another name, you know, a local Cookville guy who's we've mentioned on here. Um, 
But I think Tennessee fans aren't going to let it die until he makes a call to Hugh Freeze. I just don't know if the SEC is going to allow that to happen, though. So yeah. those those are good five names I threw out right there for you. That's impressive. Well done. Well done. All right, real quickly before we get out of here, uh, high school basketball tonight, Columbia Central at Coffee County. You can hear that on WKRM, our sister station, in uh, oh, a minute or two. You can click on over. Hampshire at Kolioka tonight. Independence at Page. Uh, Mount Pleasant Girls at Santa Fe. Zion Christian Boys hosting Providence Christian. Collinwood hosts Summertown tonight. Webb Bell Buckle at Columbia Academy. And it is Summit hosting Spring Hill. You'll hear that as we say so long on this Friday and so long to the week. Um, Mike Eppley will have the call coming up for the Spartans. Um, Wes, appreciate it, buddy. Always a pleasure. Another great week of TSL presented by Parks Motor Sales uh, for Wes, for uh, Maurice Patton, and uh, all of us here at TriStar Sports Radio. I'm J.P. Plant reminding you, radio still loves you. Have a great weekend, everybody. Summit Basketball comes your way next.